Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Recorded Friday, January the 8th, 2016, this is the Western Devs Podcast. In this episode, the devs discuss their goals for 2016. Boy, look here, we get something for you. Welcome to 2016, everybody. How's uh, the group doing? Doing great. I'm alive, yeah. Yeah, we've got a a sparse group for 2016. It seems that uh, some people have things to do for January, except for those of us that are being left behind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just taking a late lunch break, so that's how I'm working this in. All right. uh, So welcome to 2016 to our listeners. This is our first podcast for 2016. And today we're going to be talking about goals, uh, New Year's resolutions, what we plan for 2015, what we're planning for 2016, whether we achieve them, whether we hope to achieve them. So uh, what I'd like to do, I think, is break this down into different sections. I don't. I was thinking of doing, um, we'll talk about career goals, technical goals, uh, what you hope to get out of maybe even Western devs, and um, as well as personal goals. So I'm going to start with technical goals, and uh, I'll start. Actually, I'll, I'll ask uh, Westy. Sure. Starting off, because it sounds like you you did a couple of posts of things that you hope to achieve in 2015 and what you hope to achieve in 2016. And I'm starting with you because it's a safe bet because I'm not convinced anybody else has put that much thought into it, including myself. <laughs> okay. So, so um, what did you hope to achieve in 2015? So in 2015, I kind of I had hoped to finish uh, some of my personal projects. I have a couple of key ones that I really wanted to finish. Um, uh, technically speaking, I did officially launch a couple of things. Uh, they were failed launches. That was kind of the summary of the 2015 blog post, but I learned from that. There's, there's no real risk in what happened. It's not like a, a product failed or anything like that. Um, my goal was to just kind of get back into code as well, because I had been out of code for almost two and a half years professionally. I wasn't being paid to code anymore. So it was just, let's see if I can get back into code. And uh, that hand was forced uh, that in 2015. So I'm, I am definitely back into code now. Uh, and my soft launches did not go as well as I planned, but I learned from them. So that was, that's kind of 2015 in a nutshell. And the lessons I've learned from that in 2016 is that my personal projects need to be personal. So everything that I do outside of uh, the office, right? So presentations, uh, talk, um, or talks, blog posts, uh, any personal projects also need to be uh, learning projects because that's what keeps me interested. So that's kind of what I've learned. And so f- to focus in on it, I got to get back to what I love. I love uh, video games a lot. So I want to focus on making a game. Uh, and some more UI focused things, so graphic, graphically rich content, going back to my roots of user experience. And I've already started down that ride. And also relating it to my, my new life with 2015, because I have a, a new kid. And uh, so I need to relate things to her because that's way easier to relate things to her. So the game is going to be for uh, toddlers because I, I have never programmed a game. I have no idea what I'm doing. So if I make a game for a toddler, I figure I can't fail because uh, she can't tell me that it's bad yet because she can't speak properly. So it works out well. 
And that's my big plan for 2016 is kind of get back to my uh, more coding, but again, focus my content and my presence online and do more things online as well. So, and share that stuff and I'll kind of tie it all together into a big content loop. You're going to let us critique the game though, aren't you? Yes. I, I, I do have a couple ideas for Speaking games. Speaking of that... games for toddlers. Yep. You guys can critique it. It's going to be public blog posts. It'll be all over Western devs and it's a HTML based game. So it'll be available to the public web. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's nice to have goals. What about you, Laurie? Did you have anything you really wanted to do in 2015? I did. Um, but, you know, life has a different plan for me, apparently. Um, so I wanted to, to blog a lot more in 2015. I had this whole idea that I was going to put out a, blog, a post a week and that didn't happen. And I really wanted to get back into my app development on the side, just doing my personal hobby apps and publishing them to the store. And that didn't happen. Um, but I did in turn have a lot of other exciting things that came up. So, um, I had a lot of speaking engagements. A lot of them were through user groups and local, um, speaking engagements. And then I got to speak at two of, uh, the Prairie DevCon conferences last year. So I was in Winnipeg and Regina. I was really excited about that. I ended up going to Build last year, which was a huge deal for me because that was on my bucket list of things to do and that I've never been able to do is to get out to a major Microsoft conference. So in the first time in 18 years of being in this industry, I, I flew out to San Francisco and I had a blast. So to me, that was a big accomplishment. And that was something that was on my list of things to do. I got to be part of a couple of podcasts and I got to record a video, a couple of videos for Channel 9 um, for Microsoft. So that was kind of nice. Um, and then I, I was awarded Xamarin MVP and I was, I, I was rewarded uh, my second year of Microsoft, uh, as an MVP for windows platform development. So I was really excited about that. So all these good things happened that I had no idea was on the radar as far as this, you know, the recording, the videos and, um, the MVP, um, designation from Xamarin. But, um, and then I wrote a book, uh, I co-authored another book. I was just pulled onto a project where, this was a book project that was started and the author had um, couldn't was unable to finish it. So I, I was pulled in by a press and finished up the book. So I don't know. It's kind of like I had these plans to do certain things, but then they didn't happen because so many other cool things came up that took away that time to do it. So that's just how my year went. So then my resolution for 2016 is not to plan anything. <laughs> it's just, I'm going to go with the flow. Uh, Your resolution I, is not to have any resolutions. Exactly. Like I'm not going to sit idle. I'm going to stay busy. It's, it's just, I'm not going to focus That's on. That's going to be a hard one to keep. What? what? <laughs> not to any have any resolutions. resolutions? If you have no goals, you can't fail them. Exactly. <laughs> it's not that I don't have goals. It's that I, I don't want to have tunnel vision. And I, I find that when I make resolutions like that, you know, um, Sometimes you can kind of get into this tunnel vision and all these other great things I was doing. I was really having fun doing them. But in the back of my mind, I was really stressed out because I was always thinking of the things I wasn't getting to. And then that kind of ruined my year, right? Because then I felt like a failure because I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm doing all these other things, but I didn't get to do what I really had my mindset to do. So I failed. And I don't think that's a good way of, of looking at it. I put unnecessary like stress on myself thinking about things like that. I think it's more like you're making uh, plans more than goals, right? Plans, you don't have to keep them. They're, they're sort of something to do if you, something better doesn't come along, right? It's like 
you know, I could plan to have a, you know, podcast with the Western devs, but if something better comes along, which unfortunately <laughs> never does, then wow. I'm stuck with you guys for an hour. <laughs> to me, the Western devs podcast is the best part of my week. Okay. Like, so when I can't make it to one, I'm really disappointed. Yeah. I shouldn't, I shouldn't joke. That's actually. Fine. It's a lot of fun. It yeah, is, that, that was another thing that happened in 2015 that I totally had no idea I was going to happen was you guys asked me to be part of the Western Devs. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, we'll get to, uh, actually, we'll probably get to that later. But first, I want to ask uh, Mr. Paquette, what are your goals? Oh, I I haven't ever been really big on setting goals kind of for the reasons Lori mentioned that. You know, like I had thought about setting some goals of, in terms of number of blog posts to get out and decided instead to to focus on, I, I, I wanted to, I guess, increase my presence online and kind of grow the traffic to my blog, but not necessarily focus on number of blog posts or any particular numbers in general. Uh, so that's been my goal for the last couple of years was kind of double, roughly double my traffic to my blog and put out some quality content. And I think the way you know if it's quality content is if you're getting the traffic and focusing on, on that rather than just strictly number of blog posts. So what specifically did you do to try to increase traffic? Nothing really other than, well, I guess sharing things on social media was kind of the main way to get the word out, but mostly just putting out content that it, I think people would be interested in. So it, mainly my posts have been around ASP.NET 5. And there seems to be some interest in that because I've been getting a lot of traffic on it. So that's kind of what my focus was for the year and and trying to get to, trying to do more speaking engagements in uh, in the US and Canada, did Prairie DevCon and did CodeCamp New York City, which was a really great experience. Um, for this year, I. I do have one kind of goal to learn on the technical side, more around home automation, getting into Internet of Things type of work and, and seeing how all these little pieces can work together. So that's something I'm interested in and want to learn about. And I'll probably be blogging about as well as I go through that process. Pretty cool. Well, what about you, Kyle? Like, you, What's your... Uh... Goal. What were your goals for 2015, and what are you doing in 2016? I I can't even plan my next meal, let alone <laughs> goals for the entire year. Uh, but I, I mean, I did have a lot of good things happen. I, I basically got back into. I had been part of a startup for five years up until, I guess, January of last year. So, uh, I guess once that ended, my goal at that time was essentially to get back into it, and I. Um, attended a conference. I went to Prairie DevCon and uh, in the one in just the one in Winnipeg, and I did do a speaking engagement in September uh, with Clear Measure, where I was at the time. And I guess the big one for 2015 was Western Devs, which I didn't actually um, predict at the beginning of the year would be um, a thing. It was just something that we talked about, and I guess once we moved to Slack, it became a Western devs has always been something I felt should be more public than it actually was. And uh, when it got moved to Slack, then it became very obvious to me, at least how we could make it kind of public. Um, and it was really, 
uh, a lot of my work was focused on basically bringing that, you know, publicly, you know, the work on the website and, and getting the podcast going. And I was, I, I loved how it kind of grew organically once people started getting involved. Uh, so for 2016, I'll probably get back to that, but I want to get back to some of the technology goals for everybody for 2016. Uh, Dave Paquette, you've mentioned Internet of Things for 2016. Are there any technologies that other technologies that people are particularly interested in uh, that they uh, want to dive into more for 2016? I actually got a Raspberry Pi for my birthday at the end of the year, and it's in the box, and I got all the pieces, and I just have to pick something to do with it. And I've got like 19 ideas, and a really nice little screwdriver set to, to do all this kind of stuff with other electronics so i'm like kind of trying to find that right project but i'm hesitant to pick one <laughs> i'm not sure why i'm just I, I don't want to commit to something and then you know not do it or lose interest in it or something like that so I'm trying to find that p- perfect project so suggestions are welcome maybe your first project can be some kind of system that picks your project for you <laughs> just thanks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually got uh, Philips Hue for Christmas. Very cool. From from somebody who didn't actually know that you could tinker with it. They just thought it was a light that you could control with your phone. Oh, cool. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out, same boat as uh, Westy there. I'm trying to figure out what I can do with it. And it's always been the reason I haven't really, the main reason I haven't really picked up a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino either is I like to have something specific to do with it so i have this i have this ninja gaiden one cabinet like arcade cabinet sitting in my garage that i've had been toting around with me since like probably like third year university it's been around with me for a long time and this raspberry pi i know i can turn that into a proper arcade cabinet it's just this it's just this big project that's just it sits behind my car Every time I pull into the garage, I can see this giant <laughs> arcade can't cabinet. Can't be that hard. Didn't uh, Donald do that? He hasn't done the cabinet, but he's built the the arcade emulator already, hasn't he? Yeah, there's a whole community of like the the retro pie folks and stuff like that. I, I have to look into it a bit more because for me, I always have this thing in my head. I'm like, well, what about that one game that I want to make? If I can't play it on my own arcade cabinet, that seems like a waste of time. Not sure why. <laughs> because clearly my game is going to be the one that changes how arcades are looked at for the rest of time. <laughs> but I'm waiting for my son to turn uh, eight years old in a couple of years, because I think that's the ideal age to start tinkering around. You know, I can start buying chemistry sets and electronic sets and start getting him to kind of guide me. What do you want this to do? That sort of thing. That'll be, that'll be cool. really cool. How about uh, personal goals? And start with Lori. That's a tough one um, because I don't really, like I said, I don't plan. I don't have goals that I'm setting for myself. But um, I did, <laughs> I did quit the gym. Like I actually officially canceled my membership after having a gym membership for a very long time. Like it had to have been twenty years. It's because I have a dog now, so I actually walk the dog and I get my exercise in like that. I don't have time to get to the gym. It's just impossible. So I was actually paying for a gym membership for the last year and a half, two years that I didn't actually use. And so at that point, I was like, this is just a waste of money. And holding on to this membership isn't going to motivate me to get to the gym 
you know, from day to day. It's like buying pants that are two sizes too small in the hopes that you'll get into them one day. Yeah. And the thing is, I used to go all the time. And so it was really strange to cancel that membership because, you know, I had been, you know, really active for so long. And then um, just the last couple of years were hard. And then getting the dog was um, even more difficult because I spend my extra time just to take her out. So, yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I hope I just don't get fat. I guess that's my my whole thing is don't get fat in 2016. Find a way to mitigate the fact that I'm not going to the gym. And, um, it gets hard once you hit 40, though. I, it was it really, really does. How quickly things just go downhill. Yeah. It's, it's like as soon as the clock strikes midnight on your 40th birthday. I agree. It's it's not easy to maintain all of this beauty that I have, and it's fading fast. So. Yeah, well, thank um, goodness this is this is audio only. Otherwise, we'd be overwhelming our users, right? There's a podcast called The Narcissistic Hour. Is that what we're doing this week? Because I can, I'm I'm all in. I'm gonna join if this is what it is. No, so yeah, so for me, it's just a matter of spending more time with you know my family, which is at this point consists of my significant other Mike and my dog and uh for a few months of the year when my daughter comes home her and making mo- the most of that time rather than being distracted with technology which is what I used to do I used to just you know there was quite a bit of time where I'd ignore everybody and just play around on my own you know personal projects and you know I always had my career in mind in, in doing that stuff but you know I lost a lot of really valuable time with the family so I gotta take back that time and and focus on them when I can as well and, you know, have a good balance. And then I'm going to uh, evolve in, in April. So I'm excited about that. Like Xamarin evolves. So that's a conference, but not really a personal goal, oh, I guess. I thought you were Again, like it, the, the lines else. blur. Okay. Just shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Don't judge me. The lines blur. It's, it, it's more like of a fun thing for me to do. I don't think of it as, you know, career related. I think of it as a, like, it's a, it's a fun time to go out and socialize with people. And I really don't like have a great social life in Kitchener because I don't, I just don't. So I don't, I don't know. I don't have friends. But my friends consist of the people that come to my that user group. It's Lori. It's true. Okay. <laughs> you guys aren't here. I mean, I can't just go out for coffee with any of you guys. So when you guys were like talking over the Christmas break about getting together with, you know, for coffee and this and that, and I'm like, screw you all. Cause I have no one. I'm here. Good God. That was like pulling teeth too. I know. I was so angry. It was kind of funny to watch. I was like, I was like, man, Kyle, I'll just jump on a plane and come meet you for coffee because I really like everybody else was making excuse after excuse. How it's far away is, is Guelph from Kitchener? Uh, it's like 10, 15 minutes. Why? Oh, wow. I should have, I should have messaged you. I was in Guelph for the entire Christmas break. Oh, my <laughs> God, are you kidding me? No, my my mother-in-law lives out there. That's where we went. But I was absurdly ill the entire time. Okay, I don't want to get any of that. Yeah, I was pretty sick. Yeah, I would have been been pissed if I would have met up with you for coffee and got the flu or pneumonia. That wouldn't have been. Yeah, I was a bag of disease. That wasn't very much fun. (laughs) Yeah, but if you ever are in the Guelph area next time and you're feeling healthy and well... Yeah, no, let me know. I, I, we do go once in a while, so because, like I say, mother-in-law's out there. So with a kid now, we, we try to go out as much as we can. Yeah. Well, I'll be seeing you guys in Winnipeg in a few months. That's anyways. true. That's true. I was gonna uh, bring that up. Who? Are, all of us are going to Prairie DevCon, aren't they? Aren't we? In April. It, in Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm, that's gonna be the one conference I do this year. I hope to be there. 
What do you mean you hope? Nice. You said the other day you're coming. I you said I was changing. submitting. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I did talk to Darcy, and he was saying that he doesn't want to bring Dave Paquette on again because, you know, there's so much cursing and That's it's true. so offensive, <laughs> this content. So It's understandable. But there's no one else. <laughs> now, the thing that surprised me, Kyle, is you mentioned you were there last year, but I don't remember seeing you there last year. Did we ever talk I or have remember. a conversation? That was the first time I met you, actually. And, and did we actually have a conversation? Uh, I went to your session. Oh, my God. It was, um, it was so memorable that Lori had blocked it out. I don't remember talking to you. Okay. But, See, we didn't yeah. converse face-to-face. Which session maybe we I... didn't. Maybe we didn't actually meet. But I remember going to your session. Which one? I don't know. Something on Xamarin. Oh, that's a safe bet. Good job. <laughs> it was on. It was on the the forums or something. Okay. The one on the thing with the stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one on the mobile development and. The... Okay. Yeah. I still. I, I don't. I don't recall that you were there, but. I guess if we didn't actually get introduced face to face and have a have a I conversation from afar. Yeah. Okay. So, any other conferences? That uh, Lori mentioned, Xamarin Evolve. We're all probably hopefully doing prairie dev con it was submitted for dev teach oh uh, yes montreal in june that's exciting that that one's coming back i'm yeah, not gonna be good able to see. make that one the bad time it's bad timing for me but i'm in the same boat i'm actually doing a bit of an anti-pattern on conferences this year one of my goals is to produce more virtual content and see what i can do without traveling um, mainly because like th- this year i'm i'm taking um, I'm, I'm on parental leave for four months so during that window around for about, there's an eight month gap there between the four months I'm taking leave plus the four months after where conferences are pretty difficult to arrange for my current job and everything like that. So I'm trying to do more virtual content and see if I can still keep producing content without having to go to a conference. So that's kind of an anti-pattern. That's a good segue. That's one of the things that I'm hoping to do more for Western devs as well is like is to have uh, more kind of teachable content, not just presentations, but, you know, little recipes and um, things like that, that I can rook people into doing for the, for the website. Yeah. I mean, encourage people to do for the website. <laughs> I, like, I like roping. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm actually going to Confu. I just, I actually forgot about it until now, until you guys mentioned oh, it. Oh, yeah. But I'm well, going to Confu. coming up, isn't it? And James Chambers is going to be there too. So we'll, we'll both be talking there and then hanging out after. So that'll be fun. Who? James Chambers? I'm not sure if I'm familiar with him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't How could you not? How could you not oh, know? Oh, you mean the guy that invented ASP.NET 5? Okay, now I know. <laughs> no, no, no mistake. I get confused sometimes. Yeah, I think I find that my first few months of 2016 are going to be really busy. I'm going to be traveling quite a bit. And but then after April, it's going to be pretty quiet. And I, I, don't, I don't have any plans to travel after that. So I think it's coming out to Winnipeg, going to Montreal, then going to Xamarin Evolve in Orlando. I don't plan to go to Build just because I think it's so close to to, to the other conferences that uh, it doesn't make sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want that to be uh, the, all I do. So I, like I said, I still want to have time to be home with the family. Uh, so I am flying out to Halifax to see my daughter. I, I got like two Ooh. last minute tickets yesterday. There was like some flash sale on WestJet. They have they have a couple of days where they're selling tickets really cheap. So I booked a, a flight for the family day weekend to go see her. Does she know? Probably cool. 
Pardon? Does she know? Does she know? <laughs> she knows. Yes, I did tell her. I'm not just going to show up unannounced because that wouldn't go over well with her. Um, I or did likely her you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's it for me. So, uh, Westy, I want to ask you a question. You said for 2015, one of your goals was to get back into code. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I hear that a lot. There is somebody else on Western Devs that is looking to get back into coding because uh, it's. I always find that interesting that people get out of it for some reason, but then they want to get back into it because, in some respects, you would think that getting into a more managerial role would be a step up for your career. So, uh, was that the case with you? So that- sort sort of. Um- so what ended up happening was when I was still coding and I was doing a lot of team lead stuff when I was uh, doing, when I was still a private consultant, I was just kind of tired of that. And a position came up uh, with U of M where it was more, it was pure analyst. So doing an analysis, getting requirements, which is what I'm, that is my strong suit is under translating technology to business and business back into technology to technologists. So I do have that kind of communication strength. That's what a lot of people seemed to use me for with respect, with respect to my skill set. Then it pulled me completely out of code. And what I found out while I was gone from code professionally, so when I'm not doing my eight hours a day where I'm at least writing some code during the day, I found that I was getting, not only my skill set was getting rusty, but rather I missed it because it's fun for me. Coding is fun. That's why I got into computer science in the first place because it was all a big accident why I'm even coding in the first place. I took the wrong course in university and stayed in that degree program, right? So it's it's something that I enjoy every day and I also happen to get paid for it. So I got back into code as a hobbyist kind of thing and getting back into more specifically got really into JavaScript. And then when I got laid off from the analyst role and they put me back on as a, a Java developer, it kind of forced me to be a full-time coder. And then you're getting into the stuff like patterns and, and sharpening that kind of skill set. And then I got back into it for myself. Now I'm, I'm a much stronger coder than I was. Uh, I'd say even when I was still doing it every day as a private consultant, I'm very strong on, on BDD and different practices and things like that. So that was a big deal for me. Um, but with respect to the managerial component, that's what I also learned while doing the analyst role because there are I have been offered positions where I'll end up managing or leading or something like that, which takes me further away from code. But I don't know if I want to do that. So you don't see it as a uh, step down career wise. You're planning to continue that trend for 2015 or sorry, for 2016, obviously. I think so. My career goals have been kind of shifted pretty. I have done a lot. I do, as you can tell from those blog posts, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, um, pretty focused around the idea of me doing a lot of self-reflection every year. And for this one, uh, it really mattered about, I learned that I, I like being involved in having my hands in it, but also being a technology person. And I also find that managing people isn't that fun. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't think it's a great, it, 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 it's fine. It pays, it pays well. Uh, but it is something that is not, I, I like the idea of working as little as possible for as much money as I can. And code doesn't feel like a lot of work a lot of the time. It just feels like I'm doing a thing that I would be doing. For, if I was to retire tomorrow, I would still code. I would just be coding random things that I think are fun, <laughs> you know, like video games or whatever. 
all day. That'd be my ideal kind of job. So trying to go toward that road of trying to get to my ideal career seat rather than chasing the idea of like, I want to run a giant team or some sort of ladder of success, the more traditional ladder of success. Well, for my own part, I have uh, personal goal this year. I haven't, I've been trying to rein myself in from um, going to too many conferences, even though I've just started a new job with particular software, which I'm really excited about. It's been pretty fun for the first week. Um, and I think there's some expectation for me to to go to conferences and stuff, but I'm trying to rein myself in for a couple of reasons. One is that I remember doing that way back, uh, you know, before the startup and it's easy to, you know, it's like a, you're a kid in a candy store. It's like, well, I want to go to this conference. I want to go to that conference. And it's, and it's really fun except for the, you know, commercial airline aspect of it. But the other reason is that, uh, as most of you probably know, I'm hoping to move to Panama this uh, this year, certainly before the school year starts. One of the things I'm excited about there is to get into a country that's got, from what I understand, a proper technical community. Um, I think the, the Bahamas has a pretty small tech community, one that I tried to grow and failed a few years ago, many years ago, but I think it's pretty well established. Dave, I can't yeah. you were in Panama. I was there, there didn't you? two summers ago, yeah, and I, I did a, a session at their local user group, and it was very well attended. I think they had 50 or 60 people show up, and I was really impressed. You did We're it all in English? I did it in English, and oh, good. everybody apparently understood what I was saying, but there wasn't they a lot of... knowingly? <laughs> yeah, they laughed when I made jokes, so that, that was my cue that I think they understood what I was saying, or they were just laughing at me. Never know. Is really. it because that when you made a joke, you laughed, and then no. that gave them the cue that they <laughs> should laugh? A, I suppose the coordinator that's had signs, uh, a signs behind them. This is applause and laughter. <laughs> Applauso. Uh, but yeah, it's a you know it's a bigger city, and there's a lot of a lot of head offices there, so there's there's more work than than there possibly could be in in somewhere like the yeah. Bahamas. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. The um, not just for that. I think it's be nice to get into a place where you have don't have to always worry about how to ship something in. You know, <laughs> you can go down to the store and get a Raspberry Pi instead of trying to coordinate with relatives when they're going to be flying in next. Yeah. All right, we're getting to the end here. So, uh, anybody have any uh, earth-shattering goals that they didn't get that didn't get mentioned? Yeah, I do have one big goal, and that's to try to convince Lori to stop baking with quinoa. Oh, my God. Listen, quinoa I, is a staple, okay? You need to have that in your daily diet. I love quinoa, really. I, I honestly do. But for God's sakes, brownies? <laughs> brownies, cabbage rolls, anything. You can put quinoa I'll, on anything. I'll accept you just don't call them cabbage rolls and brownies then. You call them <laughs> fake chocolate stuff with gross rice stuff in it. No, it's amazing. It's it's such a great uh, item to have in your in your cupboard. Okay, it's a well, great. At the very staple. least, we'll make it our goal to get you to stop talking about it. <laughs> to, be, to be clear, I have not heard about quinoa brownies, and I am definitely interested in them now. Yep. 
I'm gonna make some. I don't I'm think quinoa is the same thing you think it is. I am. I want to know because I would totally. That sounds like something I would totally love. So I want that. So try it out. Make sure it doesn't kill you first, though. Quinoa doesn't kill you. I know. I eat a lot of quinoa. I think it's awesome, and I like yeah, the idea of putting really it in good. brownies too. Maybe you should bring some of these brownies to Prairie Devcon then. Can I bring them on the, the plane? Way. Am I allowed? I don't know. Like, are you allowed <laughs> open food on the plane? <laughs> yes. yes. Winnipeg. Unless quinoa brownies are in a in a liquid form for some reason, no. then it should be fine. Um, I'm very cautious when I travel, so I always like make sure that anything I'm bringing with me is packaged properly, and I don't bring homemade stuff. But maybe I should. I'll try that. And if they make me throw it out, they make me throw it out. But they won't. Um, we just went no. through security with a whole bunch of like uh, food for the kid uh, with airport security, and like. In, and even in Toronto, where they like, I thought they would just rip us apart. They didn't even bother looking in the bag. They're like, "What's is this food for the kid?" We're like, "Yep." They just waved us through. It's like, oh, okay. Well, one one main thing that I we are trying in our house as a, I guess it is part of a personal goal is um, pre-planning our meals for the week and and making slow cooker meals because it's mm, a good call. Um, it's easier to to come home that way and and have dinner already made rather than having the the nightly discussion when I'm on the hour ride train home of what are we having for dinner? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? And then I just end up picking up Wendy's and then like <laughs> eating fast food and that's not good. So we're trying the slow cooker thing and seeing how that goes. Awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, Prairie DevCon uh, also for the reason that um, course, my daughter's at school there. So I'm looking forward to seeing her whether or not she reciprocates is really <laughs> my concern but I, I am looking forward to seeing her okay well uh, we discussed uh, a variety of goals and plans for 2016 so it'll be interesting to uh, sync up at the end of the year potentially the beginning of 2017 to see how well we did and uh, with that I think we'll close it out and talk to everybody again next week. Thanks guys. Sweet. Thanks. Bye. Thanks.